Good morning. It's 3 a.m. It's December the 2nd. It's 2018 still. Yeah, I know. And welcome back. Welcome to the 78th show. 78 hours of bullshit. This is, uh, this is our, yeah, 78th show. Here we are. 78 shows. <laughs> Shit. Anyhow, uh, welcome to this show. It, it, like I said, it's three in the morning. I don't even know if anybody's up at this hour. Except, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, it, and here we are, Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Coming to you from downtown Chicago. Downtown downtown chicago uh right here on wacker in the loop uh and it's been it's it's been raining non-stop cats and dogs and dogs and cats and uh so i don't know you know i got up got on the l braved the rain to make it over here Surprisingly, I'm not that wet. Anyhow, what's going on? It's uh, it's it's me, your host, Gamo, and uh, yeah, just kind of you know, it's it's still kind of a new thing for me to do. I do this thing in the middle of the night, so I'm trying to get caught up with everything. But 
you know, I'm a big, uh, you know, I'm not a real big football fan kind of guy, but I do like the Jacksonville Jaguars and, you know, it's my hometown, right? You know, support the home team and all of that. But, uh, man, I had such high expectations for them this year and we'll see what happens, uh, later on in the day or tomorrow or however you want to look at it. I think they play the Colts. But wow, yeah, wow, they just suck. Uh, you know, and it uh, hopefully uh, you've had uh, some good time to reflect uh, since our last uh, encounter here on the electrons. Uh, and there's been a lot of things that I've been up to as well. Um, and also checking out, you know, one of the things that I, I've been checking out, you know, I still got my mind on Sao Paulo, Brazil. Still checking that out. Garuja, all of that. That hasn't gone away. Uh, and so I've been doing a lot of more, um, I don't know, looking around, I guess. And I like what I see in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Keep that checked in the back of your mind there. Uh, for those who truly, truly are at the top of that list. Uh, so recently, you know, uh, I tried to, you know, last on the last show, I spoke about this operating system called Temple OS and it, uh, the person who created it, uh, Terry A. Davis. And I really don't think that, uh, you know, I've, I've had a few more weeks to actually, um, well, um, put together some mental ideas and, you know, just things that I want to actually talk about, about the operating system. I, I think it's... I, th I think it's something uh, that we'll, we'll jump into after I get through the news uh, here shortly. And so keep that in the, keep that checked as well. Uh, and so, yeah, so the latest news, I guess, uh, recently, <laughs> uh, yet another day, another data breach, right? So uh, the Marriott company, hotel company, I, I, I don't stay there. So, or at any of their fast foodie type of hotels. Uh, but nevertheless, if you are a customer of Marriott and have stayed at one of their so-called uh, hotels, uh, you are now part of uh, 500 million other people whose information has been potentially uh, stolen. You can pretty much count on that because some of the details that are emerging from the data breach actually are uh, quite staggering, such as... Um, uh, the in, the intruders lasting for years inside of the network. I was kind of I was kind of surprised at the the amount of time that they had uh, to spend inside of those the the networks and the databases. Um, you know, the, you know, as usual, these these types of incidents uh, are not never fully reported properly. And so, uh, but you know, it is what it is, I guess. And I hate saying that, but, uh, uh a lot of information was, uh, apparently compromised, uh, names, addresses, driver's licenses, passports, payment methods, all of that fun stuff that, uh, normally associated with data breaches. But the, the, again, the, the one thing that's interesting about this one particular one is the, the amount of time that the intruders were able to hang out inside of the network and also the amount of information that they had access to. So th those uh, continue to spell troubling trends on the horizon.
Uh, and of course, uh, you know, we don't talk about politics here on the show, but uh, there are the, the uh, few exceptions. And one of those exceptions, uh, unfortunately, was uh, President George Walker Bush. The first Bush back in, um, he was the vice president of Reagan, former CIA director, all of that. That Bush, uh, the first Bush as president, and uh, he re he recently passed away. And uh, if you are a supporter, uh, follower, or whatever, uh, you know, are you know, um, you know, we definitely pass our sincere condolences along, um, no matter what your views were. Uh, or ours, um, you know, he was a president of the United States and um, should be respected in that regard. So, uh, yeah, President Bush, uh, the first senior Bush passed away last week. So that was um, that was interesting. And, you know, I, I try to stay away from news cycles as well. I think the only news cycle I get nowadays is on Twitter. Uh, and also riots in France are continuing to get worse due to the economic uh, spoils that are happening over there. Uh, protesters in France are reportedly, um, ups not reportedly, but are uh, clearly and obviously upset over uh, price increases uh, in everything from fuel to um, everything, really, taxes, all of that. So they, um, you know, there were some severe riots. Um, I, I think they're actually going on right now and, uh, it's, it's not looking good in France right now. Um, specifically while, uh, the president of France is, uh, in Argentina at the G20 summit. We'll keep an eye on that and, and our best wishes to, uh, our friends in France. Uh, please stay safe and, uh, you know, violence is never the answer. You know, I was checking out, you know, I was checking out something uh, pretty cool uh, earlier today. Um, you know, I was looking around at, at some of the, the some of the cool things that you can do with a Raspberry Pi because I love Raspberry Pis and it, you know, it's 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 abundantly clear and proven that I've been playing around with them since 2010 or 2011 or whenever. Uh, and uh, they're just cool little computers. And so one of the things that caught my uh, interest uh, today was uh, seeing somebody mount a, a Raspberry Pi on a PCI card and, and putting it inside of their uh, desktop tower computer. It's, it was pretty cool. Uh, it's called Raspberry PCI. Check it out. There's also some uh, homebrew hacks that you can put together, uh, it, you know, to actually mount your Raspberry Pi or several or many uh, inside of a tower. Uh, think about that for a moment, and uh, the the possibilities become endless. Yeah, right. Yeah, what a cool idea. I never thought of that. <laughs> uh, and also, um, one of the things that uh, I I don't know. There's so many things to talk about and never enough time. But uh, one of the things, uh, Jesus, uh, if you're not familiar with Wiggle.net, check it out. Uh, W-I-G-L-E.net. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say other than to go check out that website. It's it's uh, rather interesting. Someone passed it along to me. They're like, hey, <laughs> talk about Wiggle.net. And uh, let's see, the, there's also a whole new thing about uh, hosted um, 
you know, computer systems in the cloud and all of that, like uh, Microsoft Azure and um, what is it, the Amazon and all of that, where you have computer instances in the cloud now. Uh, and so I, I was I was surprised to find out that uh, Azure was which is the Microsoft's version of cloud computing actually has a there's actually a security guide for all of this. Uh, I mean, uh, some security professionals recently put together a guide for Azure security. And uh, I, I was actually impressed with the read and the the uh, the type of material that was presented into it. I've got it on my Twitter feed somewhere, but I'm not sure uh, if. You know, you can just search for uh, Azure Security Guide uh, and something, you know, with a recent date, I suppose, and, and go go there. Yeah, I was like, what? But I'm not, yeah, I wasn't surprised because I attended like um, a conference uh, several weeks ago about uh, AWS security and all of that stuff. I wasn't surprised, but it's now a thing, right? You know, for... whatever uh and another thing uh you know i i, I want to get to the, the this terry davis stuff so it that's why i'm trying to get everything out of the way uh now uh so uh, we could talk about terry davis or actually um the plan is to actually let terry talk to you uh through us and um unfortunately uh terry passed away uh this this year uh, and you know, you can do your own research and you can form your own opinion on his character and personality, but, uh, please don't make fun of him. Uh, you know, he, he, he was, um, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia and, um, he, he created his operating system over, t over a decade. It took him a decade to create. And I don't know what kind of programmer you are, uh, or even what kind of hacker you are, but, for someone to create a, an operating system from scratch, uh, it's quite a remarkable feat. And um, there's been many um, correlations to the type of effort he put into it. But you can you can be the judge of that on your own. Um, and I've actually started to incorporate the operating system into my daily routines uh, with what I do as well and i find it quite useful because i like the fact that it's not networked uh and i'm able to actually tear apart malware and other stuff with it and uh, I, I really enjoy it um and we're gonna let terry tell you all about it here uh we found some some interesting clips uh and uh, i've been working with crash on uh, getting some uh, proper clips together there's and again remember uh you know his his personality is is seems to be exploited on many different uh, areas and if you can ignore that uh that would be that would be a proper proper nod to terry um but uh we'll, we'll, we'll play a couple clips here in a moment uh one of the other things that um that I wanted to mention was uh, recently I signed up for LinkedIn, uh, and if you're not familiar with LinkedIn, it's sort of like um, it's kind of weird, right? It's it's not weird, but it yeah, it is kind of weird because it's basically you know um, it's like Facebook for for work or work Facebook, and you have your photo and about you and all of the jobs that you've worked at and what you've done and what's on your mind and 
and then there's instead of friends they're called connections and you know i don't know i don't i don't know what to make of it yeah uh, i signed up about a month ago um i'm there you know i think i've i've got a few connections now <laughs> uh and i i posted you know you know what i think is what you should post in the proper areas but still it's kind of strange and new to me still so um kind of kind of feeling that all out there's you know i signed up for the whole platinum thing and i i don't i don't <laughs> it's just kind of weird social media for uh work and you know for old hat like me you know it's uh it's just, i don't know linkedin I know they. I know they suffered a data breach years ago. Uh, and um, you know, in this age of damn near no privacy, one one of the things that uh, are one of the things that bother me are. Hang on, changing, changing this song here on my headphones. Um, Now, where was I? <laughs> Shit. I can't think when it's dark outside. So one of the things that uh, bothers me um, still are these these little, you know, like, so here's the deal. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, he has one of, you know, his card, uh, his debit card is paired to his uh, NFC device or his, his BitWatch or whatever, whatever technology he's got he's you know whatever the technology of the month is uh and it was in, it's in, it's interesting because um so you know we so, you know we'll hang out sometimes and we'll we'll grab something to drink or eat or both and walk around the city and just you know just kind of shill around a little bit and and so we, i don't know a, f a few weeks ago you know we we went and uh we got something to drink and and uh, as we walked in the establishment on his on his uh, digital watch, his a smartwatch, uh, it's you know it said, "Hey, you know, welcome back. Uh, last time you were here, you got such and such. Would you do you want another one? And if you do, we can have it waiting for you in, in five seconds or some weird message like that." And 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 I was curious because I saw his watch light up and his phone lit up and all of that and. I'm like, so what is that? You know, what is that all about? And he's like, oh yeah, they they know when I'm walking in the store and all of that. And and I'm like, oh, do you, do you have their app or something like that? And you know, because that's normally what happens. And uh, no, he didn't actually. Um, he was being tra so. Long story short, you know, um, you know, I was asking him, uh, you know, well, how do they know you're here and all of that? And he's he really wasn't sure and so i'm like well where did your message notification come from and he's like well it came from my email and i'm like so your 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 uh gmail connected to your debit card through your nfc device on your smartphone that you carry around with you everywhere has now pinged you on your smartphone and advised you that you were there the last time and that, that you should would you like to purchase the same thing that you had last time? Now, 
you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but, uh, you know, I don't need to spend thousands of dollars to remember what the hell I bought the last time I walked into a freaking place. So just throwing that out there. And I, I just found the whole concept weird, to be honest with you. And it's not like I'm some sort of techno, uh, techno, uh, you know, people, person who rejects technology on, uh, actually on the opposite, you know, embrace, embrace cool shit. But, uh, it, there's, there's a time to have cool stuff and then, you know, time to be overwhelmed with information and i see that as one of those instances right so you know i did some you know i went home that evening and i thought about it and and i'm like well you know he's being tracked through through his purchases through his debit account uh because i had asked him you know they're like well, what are you using here i was like oh i just tap my watch to the thing and I'm like, well, you know, and then, you know, he's like, oh, it's connected to my bank account and all that. And so I'm like, you know, it's kind of, you know, I, I think we all know that your banks do share your purchasing habits um, with uh, third parties. And if you're not aware of that, you should be. And uh, not only should you should you be, you've been made aware of it now. Uh, and it's it's it was interesting and it kind of disturbed me. So now uh, I've switched gears after all of these years, uh, it, you know. And so uh, I've gone back to cash. Uh, and not only not only have I found it useful uh, to go back to uh, my purchases with cash, I find it uh, very rewarding uh, because um, I, I have you know I have a better understanding of what i'm buying and how i'm buying it while i'm using cash rather than to just swiping a card you know it deducts a certain amount and um, one of the things that uh, I, I can clearly and honestly say is that i've become less stressful um with my purchases using cash and uh not only is it less stressful i mean you know it, it, hey it puts the burden back on the uh the train guy uh, or the uh, conductor on the train, rather. Uh, well, I've been banned from using the Metro app. Uh, so um, it, it's just, it, it's refreshing, you know, uh, to have cash in your pocket and not being tracked, right? So like when I walk into a store, you know, uh, yeah, they really don't know who the hell I am. And I kind of like it that way. Yeah, and, uh, you know, whatever I want to buy or whatever I do buy, is it going to be cataloged into a database and, become part of my uh metric profile so a little uh hint uh yeah uh you know you can use cash instead of debit and credit cards uh it's it's just as simple as uh you know you have to pay more you know and specifically if you don't want to if you are paying cash uh, and you don't want to enter your phone number in at the super saver uh request um prompt and you'll actually be surprised how many times that you're asked to enter in your telephone number when you're making a purchase see what i'm talking about when you uh switch over to cash or if you want to try it for a week you know do what i did you know try for a couple weeks and uh see how you feel and you'll you'll see all of the interesting things pop up uh specifically when you do your normal everyday common things that you've grown so accustomed to such as you know going to the 7-eleven or or um going to the corner drugstore or something to that effect you'll you you'll actually begin to realize how much uh information that you give away each time that you go someplace uh and use uh and, and make a purchase 
and so um, when you are using a bank card, you are uh, theoretically you are tying yourself to those purchases and those time, and you, you basically you're putting a timestamp uh, where you are, what you're doing, what you're buying. Uh, and uh, you know, if you just need a little bit more privacy in your life, that's uh, using cash is definitely the way to go. So think about it, consider it. <sighs> I like it. I, I, as I said, you know, I, I don't feel like uh, I'm all weirded out anymore. And it's really kind of it's it's really refreshing. Uh, and so we talked about the Raspberry PCI. We talked about Azure Security, um, and we definitely and we definitely talked about uh, using cash instead of debit and credit cards. Right now, there are those instances where you need to use a debit and credit card, and I get it, you know. But uh, try not to use them at a Marriott, right? Uh, so yeah, uh, now that I'm an official member of LinkedIn still feels weird you know and i met some interest you know i've met some interesting people on linkedin it's kind of uh there's people in there that, you know like the one you know like I'm, I'm cut from the old school cloth right uh you know i remember hacking cell phones and computer systems without passwords back in the 80s and now i, I see a lot of people they're calling themselves um now i see this on my linkedin uh it, it they're you know people are calling themselves cybersecurity experts and while I I don't disagree with that or their notions, I, I I really never considered myself an expert and still don't. Um, and so it's kind of weird seeing people with only like four or five years experience uh, calling themselves experts. So I don't know what can, I don't know what makes them experts or they give themselves these grandiose titles. I don't know what that's all about either. But it's it's kind of strange. Um, you know, because, you know, real, real hackers, you know, will, uh, always struggle to get, uh, even, even up to, uh, get their chin above the water. So I, I definitely know the feeling. Uh, okay. So let's jump back into Terry Davis's, uh, stuff for a few moments. Uh, and most likely we'll wrap up the show, um, with some Terry Davis videos. I'll come back after a couple clips. Uh, in this first clip, uh, Terry, Terry Davis uh, talks about uh, Temple OS and how it um, performs alongside of Unix slash Linux. And I know that the, uh, the, the diehard uh, Linux fans out there, uh, you know, you know, I, I like Linux too, you know, uh, and I use it full time. Um, you know, and but uh, there are alternatives uh, when it comes to computing. And uh, this this operating system uh, to me is that alternative, uh, and so I, I you know I feel I feel almost fucking compelled to share this uh, information with you guys, and so uh, check it out. This is the first uh, video of Terry Davis describing uh, Temple OS, its capabilities, how it was made, uh, all kinds of cool stuff, and then um, I'll come back after this. Uh, this clip and then uh, we'll, we'll chat a little bit more and then we'll play another clip. All right. So this is uh, Terry Davis's. Um, this is um, Temple OS versus uh, Linux Unix. Enjoy. OK, I'm going to show off uh, why Temple OS is better than Unix. So uh, 
first of all, let's say I64. The, the command line feed the command line feeds into a C compiler line by line. Uh, it's, it's holy it's holy C. Um, anyway, uh, so we can enter a function and it will compile incrementally. For I equals one I less or equal to n. I'm gonna. Okay. Now if it it sends a string to standard out, if it's a, uh, it's like a printf. Um, and we will return n. Now let's say count. Count to ten, and this answer value is the result. So if I say five plus seven, we get twelve. Okay, so it's a calc any 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 statement outside of a function executes immediately, and the function the function is uh, stored in uh, well. This is this is the local symbol table. Um, anyway, so. Uh, we can unassemble the function and it's a 64-bit assembly code. I did a compiler, assembler, unassembler and it has a source debugging. So uh, this uses local vari local register variables n and i. Um, this is 64-bit assembly and you can see the string got, got it called malloc to place the code and then it uh, it put the uh, string data afterward, so it compiles function by function, and any statement outside a function executes immediately. So if it feeds into a C compi compiler, okay. So this is hello world, isn't that funny? So uh, we say pound include. I I think we can just say test one. So we got hello. Now. We can hit carriage return and include, and that does that. Now, if we go in there and uh, what if we uh, if we do that? I'm going to hit F5. That's like the IDE. Okay, so it did that. Um, so now we're going to look at LS. Linux people like uh, LS. We're going to make a, a function that uh, has a mask. I use 8-bit characters instead of 7-bit. That's pretty funny. If you if you want to see what uh, Control-Alt-A, you can use symbols like uh, the IBM characters theta and stuff as function as ver variable names. Anyway, so files find is like find first, find next. Except the way we operate is we do everything at once. We load whole files and we uh, we load the whole directory tree. So um, what this is going to do is uh, files find is going to get a, a list of a, a linked list of uh, we can look at the uh, the structure. So it has a full name. That's kind of a cool feature. Full path name. And then it has uh, it has the next in the chain, the parent, and then a subdirectory. So um, we're telling it to do recursion. 
and to just return files. So if you get rid of directories, then if you get rid of directories, then uh, it's just a it's it's just a linked list. So uh, we're we're gonna hit character turn include. Then we can say ls ls. Uh, let's see. Let's look for ls test. Okay. Now it, it's it's recursive. Um, so uh, anyway, um, ls. How about slash star? Let's see what that does. Okay. That's pretty funny. That's my screenshots for my. Um, anyway, so ls. Now we. This is uh, everything under the current directory. Um, there's all my songs and stuff in my. This is my account directory. Anyway, so. Um, now we're going to look at. Uh, you know, the Apple II had a command line HGR and stuff like that. Um, I wanted to uh, give that that level of simplicity. So there's you can put we're writing to the uh, persistent. I can put a circle on the screen with one line of code. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Let me see. So uh, now let's uh, edit. Uh, Olympics.cpp. If it ends in Z, if it ends in Z, it's stored, compressed. It's stored and uh, when it's loaded, it's uncompressed automatically. If it ends in Z, so we're gonna do. Uh, um, put graphics in source code so we hit control R make sprite and we'll do a width of five and we'll draw a circle now you can hit control alt Z to zoom the screen at any time any place and if you hit control and then left grab you can pan the screen at any time so uh, now now we're going to uh, Come over here, and uh, this is the vectors one, two, three, four. So uh, now we're going to come over here to sprite edit shift points. You know, I think they should have. Uh, okay, so now we're going to put colors in. Uh, color group. Let's make that North America should be red, like uh, Native Americans. Uh, Europe should be blue. Just because, um, whoops. I can edit, cut and paste, cut and paste over here. Um, blue. Where's the red? Anyway, um, I'm going to insert. Uh, 
Asia should be yellow. Oops. And, uh, South America should be green and Africa should be black. Australia just kind of got screwed. Anyway, uh, I didn't put them in the right order. Anyway, I'm not going to mess around with that. So um, now we can put graphics in source code. We can say sprite and it's going to send it to the command line. Um, Control R pointer to sprite number one and uh, we'll put some carriage returns so uh, now we include this and we can say O-L-Y-M-P-I-C-S okay or we can put um, in here we can say Olympics. We can do this a couple times. So um, anyway, now we can uh, we can do graffiti at the command line. Here, if you want, you can hit this terminal button. I killed it on purpose. Now we go. Now we go. Uh, Control R, make sprite. So um, you can put uh, in your source code. You can make. Uh, Flow charts in your source code. You can put links in your source source code. I'm going to say color red with five poly point. So it's kind of a layer on top. Uh, it's vector. It doesn't have boundaries. And you can you can use a clipboard and put it on a clipboard and go put it in your we can put this in here. We can. Sh they have an origin, but no boundary, unless we convert them to bitmap. So, um, shift points. You. Oops, I didn't want to do that. I want to shift origin. So, uh, anyway, um, so I made a, a compiler, assembler, unassembler. Um, so. I just want to show you one more thing. Um, here's a uh, no. I want to show you a couple more things. Here's an eight-core flight simulator, um, seven-core, six-core, six-core. I'm using one core for the uh, frame grabber. I think. I don't know. I, sometimes that gets messed up. So um, let's see. How about uh, I want to show one more thing. Uh, if I say Control L, and then I say text. And then I say uh, define string <coughs> company. Okay, so this is a text entry. It's but it's dynamic. If I say pound define, oh, I have a couple more things I want to show you guys. Pound define dd company acme. So that. It's looking in the symbol table every time it updates the window, and um, if we if we change this to Acme 2, now we can put this in our source code, and uh, oh, I didn't do the font demo. Anyway, uh, 
so um, anyway, you can you can make a. And it's just kind of neat. Anyway, um, here's a font demo. So um, one of the things that distinguishes my inspiration was the Commodore 64, and uh, you could modify everything. So uh, one of the things I remember was uh, class rep dynamic. On the Commodore, you had a lot of, this is kind of like an IDE debugger. Um, the command line can have active uh, text. This is kind of like what we saw earlier. So here's the, the task registers. FS is the, is the um, task, task record. Anyway, so uh, here's, uh, here's the registers. And uh, anyway, uh, so. You can modify the font. Here we're um, we're saving the 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 font is 64 bit eight by eight, so it's uh, 64 bits. We're putting a bit pattern and then we're exiting. So we just changed. You can see the system font everywhere got changed, and the the code is really nice. It's just a get char. So uh, anyway, and it say put it back. See, I told you that was nuts, wasn't it? It was just crazy nuts. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of these uh, operating systems that uh, I'm starting to use each day now. Uh, I've actually incorporated it. In, I, I think I already talked about that shit, so what am I saying? Uh, so the let, let's run the second clip. Uh, and uh, this is where uh, Terry talks about uh, other interesting things that uh, Temple OS does. Check it out. Okay, mostly Temple OS is a uh, uh, clean, simple operating system with an API that you can get your head around and a lot of uh, elegance. But I do make some, it's not just simple, I do make some uh, innovations. Um, I went ahead and uh, Hello world. This it's uh This is hello world. This is my hello world. Okay, so here was the problem. I was at the command line and I said, I don't like scripting languages. I can't remember them. They are for administrators, they're for vocational people. I look down. I think all real programmers make fun of scripting languages so I said at the command line I want C and so I said let there be C and this I said it okay if there's if there's a statement outside a function it execute it compiles and executes immediately and I said okay I don't like I, I want default parameters from C++ then I said okay do I really need parentheses? Oops. Okay, so that's how the uh, I changed the language. I call it Holy C. It's divine intellect. You you can type. Well, that's just silly. It's silly typing functions at the command line. But anyway, so uh, another thing is I said if if it hits a string, 
when it parses a statement, um, send that to printf, not putf, printf. So technically, this is a hello world. That's I don't like to show that because it's it looks like a scripting language, but it's not. <laughs> it's so good it looks bad. Anyway, so this is how I like to show hello world. Uh, so let's explain this. Um, we're at the command line. We we say include test. Remember this feed this feeds into a C compiler, and so the way that you I had to put the semicolon because it needs another token. Maybe I don't remember. Does it? Yeah, it does. Okay. Anyway, uh, so uh, you don't even do... Okay, so this is... Uh, um, it compiles this, and then this is a statement outside. So if you think about it, main with argv is kind of a kludge. There's a pure way of doing it, which is to... Uh, we have white man... Error no is for is African ingenuity. We have exceptions. Come on. So at the command line, we have exceptions. So uh, we can do this. This is so much better than Unix. We say, so we can include that. Now we say main... Two, two comma three, and we get five. Okay, so if we want exceptions, I don't like the way exceptions are normally done. If how about if i equals equals j, throw. I think I I don't I forgot how I do this. Okay, uh, it gets better. Okay, so. That, whoops. Oh, it doesn't like that. Oh, yeah, it's a function. Oh, now we have an unused extra watt. Anyway, so we say, I think we say main three, three, number three. Exception, watt. So let me explain. So, if you, uh, it's 64-bit, so um, if you say here, uh, move, if you know assembly language, you know that on occasion you have to enter a, uh, a string, like uh, BIOS. And... In normal assembly language, you have to uh, code it in hexadecimal. But just like the Motorola, it's kind of like Motorola order. If you, so here was the inspiration. So I said if I have a uh, instead of a character, I use the same parser for my Lex for the C in the assembly. So I had a token for a character, and I said, whoa, what if I make a, a string? up to eight characters 
I didn't explain that well. Anyway, long story short, call here. Now we have the, um, there's, there's the hex for that. So in other words, uh, um, it's not really a big deal. I don't do Unicode. Uh, let's just—I don't know. I equals. I'm just trying to explain this thoroughly, uh, just to show some examples. Okay, so what's this going to do? It's going to print the hex for that. Now we hit F5. We don't have to mess with that. F5. Okay, so we got the hex. Now if we say percent, this is where it gets interesting. Percent little c, hello. Percent big c, hello. Okay, so uh, Ticketmaster liked to group eight characters together in a uh, register instead of a string. Uh, the overhead on doing the output dwarfs the saving, but never mind. Anyway, it's, it's, it's nice. So, uh, so we have, uh, shut up, Birch. So we have vector graphics, uh, sprite number one. You do not choose the numbers. So let's say red with three circle color green circle okay so um, we can put binary sprite data into text files so text files have graphics uh, we can print them it's a, you don't do this all that often, but control R, uh, pointer to sprite number one. Okay, so escape. So we just printed at the command line. Now this, do you remember, a, um, one of my uh, goals was to reduce the ridiculous, uh, I like to make it brief, uh, on a on a Apple II you said HDR, H color, HLIN, okay, anyway, I wanted that. So GR circle at the command line. And we we pass the default device context. So look at this. In a single line of code, you can put graphics on the command line or in a program. Technically, we can say uh, I64I. 0i less than 600i plus equals gr circle uh, we'll use the default device context i comma i comma i escape uh, let's do f5 okay we're okay it looks like shit press the key GR fill, DC fill, 
That's kind of funny. I don't know why. Okay. Zero. What? What? What did I do? Why did we not get a whole bunch of them? DC. I come on. I. What happened? What the fuck? It's huge. What is your malfunction? You know, this is not it. But try equals zero. I less than six hundred. I plus equals ten. This. I don't know. Probably before a fall. I don't know. How about 100, 100, 100? Okay. That's good. 100, 100. Come on. It's huge. Why is I huge? What is your malfunction? Oh, there's a semicolon. <laughs> okay. I got a little bit typo. Okay, so... um. <laughs> Okay, anyway, uh, so uh, normally you hit F5. So the way um, the way you do this, okay, so I was at the command line, and I don't have a command line history. You can move up like a Commodore and hit carriage return again, but I wanted uh, command line history. So I hit Control-M, and this gets to a document with links, with, with macros. So this is how I put my, um, it turns out that keyboard is not bad, is not, it is not painful if it's cursor keys. If you're navigating with cursor keys, GUI is not any better. Cursor keys are fun. Cursor keys are not painful. They're not tedious. So this is, this is just as good as a GUI. It's cursor keys. Anyway, um, these are, uh, anyway, so we go to games. Now if we want to run the games, uh, we can go to Rocket Science and hit F. Uh, this is just, you can change the background color. That's, um, hit F5, and we do a crazy rocket. Okay, so um, I, I have an incredible interface that is, uh, just a few lines of code. So this is stored in a. Uh, uh, these files have have binary data, and if they have .z, they're stored compressed. So people think it's encryption, but it's not. So um, it automatically un unzips if you load a file with a .z. So they're stored individually. Believe it or not, it's not a cluster of files. A lot of people think it's a directory that's hidden. No, it's just a single file that's compressed, but it has binary data with text, so it's similar. Anyway, so it's really nice to, um, but what you really want to do is hymns. Adults should do hymns.
Okay, so adults should do hymns. So that's God's temple. Still not convinced, huh? Well, uh, you know, I think that's all the all of the time that we can really, um, you know, uh, focus right now on uh, Temple OS. Uh, as I said, uh, you should really check it out. I think that will set you apart in your career if that's the direction that you're heading. Uh, using Temple OS as uh, as a tool, right? So, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to convince you otherwise uh, to do anything else other than to um, you know perhaps maybe even um, understand how it works and uh, build from it, right? It's a public domain operating system, uh, so uh, it's yours to do what you want to with, it, and uh, I think you will find uh, plenty of uses for it. Uh, I I'm still discovering things every day. Uh, and little nooks and crannies of the operating system. Uh, it's just, um, yeah. So check it out, Temple Operating System, templeos.org. Uh, and um, you can also support uh, some good causes along the way, uh, some mental health causes. Uh, and I think that'd be great. Uh, and we, uh, we definitely support stuff like that. And we, we definitely uh, give uh, a bow and a nod uh, to... Um, terry davis and uh, his effort his family and the work that they've done to that that terry's done to create such an amazing um piece of computer uh software uh with that said i think that's going to wrap it up folks uh there are uh, a few uh, calendar events that i think i'm going to uh, try to get through and go through before the uh end of year holidays uh, this year, I will not be attending CCC. Uh, I will be escaping to somewhere warm with my best friend. And uh, and I'm going to be doing that uh, instead of uh, my normal CCC adventures this year. Uh, that's just because I've been laid up all freaking year long, right? With surgery. So nevertheless, I'm going to go and warm up uh, at New Year's. If I don't get a chance to get back here, don't freak. Uh, you know, life goes on. The sun will shine tomorrow i wanted to say thanks i'm actually going to try to get back here before the end of the year because i, I want to send uh the madara's got the year in letter coming up uh i've spoken with him uh or her and uh so i'm looking forward to that uh and so hopefully uh he or, or she can get that done before uh the end of the year and uh, i can i can drop that uh here that you know just tell you that's uh, on the uh on our very fantastical, uh, informative website. Uh, also, um, what else was I going to say? Uh, yeah, so I'll try to get back here like on the 15th or the 16th of December uh, because I, I, I want to send a special uh, end of the year shout out to a few people. And, um, you know, it's, it's been crazy. It's been amazing. It's been, this is our 78th uh, installment of this. Uh, again, the, the, um, Everybody who made it possible in the beginning uh, it could, and continues to make it possible uh, is, I mean, I my heart really, uh, really is, is thankful for um, your help, uh, your ideas, your input. Uh, it's really cool and amazing what, uh, what can happen when a lot of people put uh, a good effort into something. Uh, and as usual, we, you know, there's no commercials or any of that silliness here, and we're going to keep it that way, totally going to keep it that way. Uh, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, check us out on our website, hackers.xxx. Uh, I've really backed off of social media a lot, uh, but I'm out there somewhere. And uh, yeah, that's all we have. Uh, you, could, you can uh, do all of the rest on your own. 
Uh, and uh, I just wanted to say thanks again for tuning into the podcast. And uh, hopefully uh, you've learned something today, right? If you have, let somebody know. Say, hey, you know, I learned something cool today. You don't have to tell them where you got it from. We're your little secret. Until then, uh, I'm, my name is Gomo. Uh, we are, we're still here in Chicago. I've got to go and battle the rain now. <laughs> Shit. Ah. Anyhow, have a, good, um, have a good week coming up and all of that stuff. And um, feel free to reach out to me uh, if you wish. If not, uh, we'll be here uh, next time. And uh, until then, take care of yourself. I love you all. And thanks for listening. Bye.